Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee Break with Trail Youth. Today, we're going to be talking about staying safe. Now, staying safe is a very important topic these days. Lots of dangerous things out in the world. Uh, and we're recently out of a two-year-long lockdown where we didn't have to worry about other people. And now we're waking back up to the uh, reality that was originally created in the first place. So today we're going to be talking about staying safe and how to not get attacked by a bear. Nick? Yeah, there are a lot of dangerous things. The other one is snakes, but they don't really uh, affect us in the, in the Washington. Yeah, we're not really the uh, snake state. Uh, yeah, we'll also be talking about uh, domestic abuse, as that's another thing that's uh, becoming dangerous. Um, yeah. And the first thing that we're going to do to keep uh, you in the correct headspace for this episode is to bring up this fact really quick. Teens from 12 to 18 are the most common age group for abduction, accounting for 80% of all parental and stranger abductions in the U.S. Now... That's an important thing to note because it says here parental and stranger abductions. I'm sure that you've heard the fact that most of the time if you're getting kidnapped, it's by somebody you know. Um, obviously, don't become hyper paranoid of literally everybody in your life. Yeah, don't, uh, don't trust no one. Don't trust nobody. That's just not a great thing to do because that's bad. Um, but... Another important thing to keep in mind is that teens are the second most likely group to experience domestic abuse. And only about, out of the 25% of the population that experiences domestic violence, only 25 to 15% report this abuse. So if you need help, we'll have a helpline number in the description of this episode. So please tell somebody. It's, uh, I can't personally vouch for anything about like how hard this will be because I haven't experienced it but I think that it will probably be difficult but worth it and from what I know yeah I guess uh, my reaction to those stats um, I, I think the uh, that most that only about 2.5% to 15% uh, report the abuse. I'm kind of surprised it's not lower because I feel like people really don't want to tell people. Yeah, it's just not. It, it's one of those. It's one of the those things where, like, some violence is like well, like shooting events, like mass shooting events. Those are a lot more likely to be talked about than like individual like you know, fights or su such. So that's why people think, oh well. You know, nobody's going to hear about it, so they think uh, they should just not tell people. But it's it can actually be released into the public. People don't think so, but, you know, yeah, multiple, more than five people is more likely to be on the news. But somebody will see that uh, you're having domestic violence issues. So don't, don't think that <laughs> the world doesn't think about small incidents, too. And another stat is that everybody has a 1 in 3,748,067 chance of being killed by a shark. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked at that stat. Yeah, 
Joseph will sing more. Yeah, uh, speak. shark attacks are really not that common, mainly because most of us spend about 90% of the time on land and not swimming. So um, sharks are not your biggest concern, but from what I know, the deal with sharks is that you punch their nose, if I am remembering correctly. And also, don't surf, because that's most of the people that get attacked by sharks um uh other animals that are important to keep in mind at least here in washington i would say uh are like cougars bears specifically black bears um that's really about it we're we're not very dangerous around here um Cougars, you just keep an eye on and try to slowly back away, I think. That might be wrong, though. I'd fact-check me myself on that. Uh, but black bears, uh, you act big and intimidating and hope that they run away. Um, yeah. So now that we've talked about the animals, let's talk about the natural it disasters. Uh, so first, let's talk about fires. And uh, I've got this uh, stat, or just this uh, this uh, topic that says, To stay safe from a fire, create a fire-resistant zone that is free of leaves, debris, or flammable materials for at least 30 feet from your home. Designate a room that can be closed off from outside air. Close all doors and windows and set up a portable air cleaner to keep indoor pollution levels low when smoky conditions exist. Uh, of course, I don't think all of this could stop. I think there still could be uh, a fire uh, in re response. But I, I do think uh, it could do something. It, it would at least give you time to escape. That's kind of all we need. Uh, so next... Let's talk about basic self-defense skills. Yeah. Uh, I think some important self-defense skills to have in mind is... Uh, so, uh, my sister actually took a self-defense class in high school. And uh, I was taught that the most important self-defense school when you think somebody is following you is to turn around and yell, Are you following me? Loudly. And like raise your hands in a generally defensive position so that they think you know a martial art. Um, and if they turn away, then that's good. And if they say, "Yeah, I don't know, man," that why would you just like, "Yes, yes, I am." But uh, anyways, if someone is following you one way or another, either once they you see them like and they know that you've seen them, they'll run away or uh, you're gonna fight somebody now. Uh, so. Basic self-defense. Uh, go for the generally unacceptable like spots to hit if you were sparring with somebody. So I would say, listen, man, if it's if it's a street fight and you're trying to get out, um, like with everything intact, what you're going for is um down under, and it's not like the places that you're trying to be nice you know so i would say uh kick them go ahead uh and also 
another self-defense thing to keep in mind, uh, it's generally a good idea to get a mace or like a pepper spray. I'd suggest bear mace personally, but um, some people also use uh, spray paint so you can spray their face so that they're easier to identify. Uh, uh, you can get tasers for like $14 on Amazon. Uh, yeah, just pretty simple things that you can get to make it a lot easier to defend yourself. Um, another way that you could learn about it is you could go to a self-defense class because I'm probably not covering the best, uh, but I'll, I'm trying. And, uh, or if you're already taking a martial arts class, then you're probably fine. So, mass shooter, that's another thing. Uh, as you know, as I've learned in school, and most of the time, uh, how crisscrossing, you don't want to run in a straight line. But, but that's not, uh, I mean, the first thing, you don't want to run away right away. That's like the, uh, cowardly approach. Yeah, but don't leave your house or school. Don't be, uh, stupid and, uh, open the door, because I know many people... They hear cops or they hear gunshots, and their first instinct is to run out the door. And, yeah, that's just, teens don't do that. It's uh, not not a good idea. So first thing you do is you hide. Um, preferably put chairs in front of the door. Or not in front, I guess, inside of the door. Even though in front of the door might not be the worst thing. Like, put chairs in front of your door. Okay, so what do you... Behind or in front of... Wouldn't... In front of the door. So oh, that they, you, that they mean, not only... <laughs> wouldn't that mean that it's outside the door so they can push the chairs away outside? Oh, you mean doing both. Okay. Yes. I was confused. Continue. Um... Yeah, and then you get to the part where they open the door, uh, you, r you run away, um, and please don't scream, it's uh, very tempting, but don't yell. Uh, then you uh, run, you try and uh, get uh, run to a house, and uh, probably call the police, I mean, as many people call the police, because... Uh, even if only one person, you still, they might only call one cop, so you need as many cops as you can get. Um, so yeah, I guess that's, uh, the best way, but, uh, if you are worried about it, uh, please, uh, you know, call your school or any, anybody if, uh, you're scared, because, uh, I'm sure people could help you. There might even be a, uh, class, well, maybe self-defense, too. Yeah, self-defense class might tell you how to run away. So. Yeah, and if uh, if you're a teen, you probably have already learned uh, run, hide, fight, which is the steps that you want to take. Or no, it's... No, that's right. It's run, hide, fight. Because uh, in an active shooter scenario, the first step is to try and get away from it. Uh, so that means, like, if you're outside and it's, like, announced somehow, then you hop the fence. There's, you do not stay in school if there is a active shooter scenario. You try to get away. Yeah, and if you're in the bathroom, that's trouble. <laughs> if you're in the bathroom, 
I would say try to barricade yourself in the bathroom still if you can. Because, like, yeah, you could be safer if you try to make it to a classroom. But also, like, reasonably, it's not your best plan because uh, hallways are very straight and there's not much to hide behind in them. Um, so I would say if you're in the bathroom, like, if there's a lock on the door, do that. If there's a... You can lock yourself in a stall, which probably won't be as helpful, but it'll do something. Uh, uh, so yeah, run. Uh, second is hide, which we kind of just discussed also, but basically just, you know, like, try to get into a place where nobody would reasonably look. So, like, um, for example, uh, my, the middle school that I went to had a access door to the outside of the roof. So I had always thought that if there was, like, a type of, like, um, like this type of thing happened at there, I would go to the roof access door if I was in a hallway already, and I'd get out onto the roof and hide behind something. But if you're, like, in a classroom, then your teacher will already be, like, trained for this too so just follow their instructions you know like get locked out doors turn off the lights pull the blinds sit by whatever wall is hardest to immediately see from the door you know that type of thing um and finally the last option is fight you don't want to be in the situation where you have to fight somebody with a weapon reasonably because um it's, I feel like it goes without saying that if you are just a person with, like, nothing to defend yourself with, then a person with a gun will, it, it would be very easy to deal with somebody with no weapons, but the good thing about schools in this scenario is that schools have a lot of objects that are easy enough to pick up and throw or pick up and swing so if you need to fight don't fight with your hands pick up a table or pick up like a chair and throw it at them or swing it don't like just stand there with your hands up like come on man drop the gun no throw things scream yell you know if you're at the fight step, just let it just yell at them too, like confuse them and stuff. And uh yeah, so it's it's unfortunate that this is a thing that we have to cover, you know, for staying safe, but I feel like if you're a teen and you've been in school for like in like the past 6 to 10 years or so, you're already going to know this stuff. It's been drilled into your head by this point. So I think that it's a good idea to discuss it here, but it's an unfortunate reality that most of our listeners will probably already know this if you live in America, because it turns out we actually have some listeners in other places too, and they probably aren't as worried about this. Um, so yeah, just, uh, use common sense. Uh, if you're outside, hop a fence. If you're inside, lock your doors. And if the person is also inside, uh, throw chairs at them and call them names.
So now let's ask some questions. So, do you currently carry any self-defense tools on you? I mean, just like anything that you could use at your house. You probably don't have a gun or a knife. I doubt you have anything, you know. You keys by putting them between your fingers and swinging. Uh, do you have any helplines by memory? Well, don't freak out if you don't know them. But the most simple one is 911. I don't think people know that one. <laughs> What are some signs to recognize a dangerous situation? Do you typically go out with a buddy at night for safety? <laughs> I mean, I guess your friend, but uh, I don't know. I don't really think people do that. What are some affordable and ac accessible self-defense tools near you? Well, just uh, uh, use your uh, stuff around the house. Don't buy anything. <laughs> it's a waste of money. I'm sure you can find something. Just use a kitchen knife. <laughs> How often do you lock the door before going to bed? Well, most of our bedrooms don't have locks on doors. And if there was an expected natural disaster, what would you bring with you, if anything, to escape? Or would you just leave everything behind? And to end off our episode for today, I'm going to deliver you a fun fact. According to Indeed.com, the safest job that you can possibly have is telemarketing, which I think makes sense because you're just cold calling people. But from the anger that I've seen about telemarketers, I don't know how true that fact could be. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I guess we've uh, finished now. <laughs> One more stat, though, that there were 2.7 million non-fatal workplace safety incidents in 2020. 2.8 million in 2019. Okay, uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, Wait, I have a question just really quick. So, when it says workplace accidents in 2020, does it mean that, like, somebody was working from home and, like, accidentally hurt themselves somehow and was like, yeah, I got hurt at work? Or, like, <laughs> I don't know. Was this before lockdown? Or was this essential workers? Maybe essential workers. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.